we're rolling. You ready? I'm so ready for episode six. Episode of six. Passions. Episode six of Passion. It was lit. Hi everybody, I'm Latara. I am Laura. And, and welcome to Passion Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> uh, we're trying our best to fix the audio. I know it's like a little bit been a little wonky the last like five episodes, so like bear with us, please. We don't know what we're doing. But we're figuring it out, and we really do appreciate the feedback that we have gotten from people. Um, ha- people have reached out to us through our email, which is amazing. You can always get in touch with us at passionspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Passions Podcast. We have a Facebook page. So uh, follow us. On all the social media. Subscribe. Get in touch. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, we love to hear from you. So, okay. Let's get into episode six. You ready? So ready. All right. Episode six. Poor Grace seems to have come undone. Tabitha delivered that line so beautifully. <laughs> beautifully. I... I Died. Yeah, it's hilarious. Poor Grace seems to have come undone. And she's saying it to her doll. (laughs) Yeah, let's (laughs) If anybody's come undone, she's saying (laughs) it to her doll in public. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. So let's go back to the beginning and try and work our way chronologically, which is I'm not always best at. But okay. So I just want to say from the get-go... The kids are kind of doing stuff that I don't really care about. Who cares? Great. The only kids I care about are Teresa and um, Whitney. Whitney ca- by by extension. Yeah. Yeah. The, those those other sisters, um, Whitney, Simone, Kay, Jessica. Yeah. I kind of care about Whitney because Whitney is like Teresa's friend, but I only really care about Teresa, the only child quote child on this show that I care about. She's a grown woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, so they're doing something. They're kind of all in love with Miguel, but we're going to just scoot past it because there's so much stuff to get to. So, they're at the carnival. Yeah, they're at the fair, Harmony's Fair. Harmony's Fair. And um, Whitney's kind of laying in to Teresa. Yeah, we open at the carnival and Whitney is laying into Teresa a little bit. Like, your mom works her fingers to the bone and you won't go work at the Burger Hut and you really need to get it together because Ethan Crane's never gonna notice you. Get a grip, girl. Yeah. Um, Luis then kind of walks in on this exchange happening and basically echoes what Whitney is saying is and is like, yeah, aren't you supposed to be at the Burger Hut? And Teresa kind of Finally throws in the towel and is like, fine, I'm going to go. And she goes to her first day of work. Yeah, we, we see her at her first day of work later on in the episode. episode. <laughs> later on. on in the episode. That's my Tennessee. <laughs> later on in the episode. But first, we go back to Paris to see the American princess. Right. Gay Paris. <laughs> Sheridan Crane. Sheridan Crane begins by singing a little song. Oh, my God. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love with a wonderful guy. Except she doesn't sing it right. as beautifully as we just did. Well, she, well I, she doesn't sing it at all. No, she doesn't. She just says it. She says the whole thing, which is ridiculous. <clears throat> but she does a very, yeah, she does. She says the whole thing, she, and she does a very theatrical, like, spin. She might as well have sung it. She might as well, but... Might has well. She might. She might. Are you all right? Ah, no. She might have well. At, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But, um, well, after that spin, though. So, if you don't remember, Sheridan was in the hospital and she has woken up from her nap. It was not a coma. It was a nap. Okay? Because nothing was wrong with her. So, she's 
awake according now. to these doctors. Yeah, well, she's awake now. And uh, she's ready to leave the hospital. She's raring to go, right? Mm-hmm. And Gwen is tur- has her back turned to her while she's on the phone with Ethan. And she, um, Sheridan says that whole line about I'm in love with a wonderful guy, and she's really excited. She spins around, and then she, like, clutches her chest she becomes like a little faint right so it's like Mm. you see that maybe she's not okay maybe she is sick right yeah you caught that i didn't catch that yeah yeah i i don't know you know after having watched episode six i might have to give the writers more props because like i'm starting to notice things i'm really getting into this show i really truly am i'm so glad like i was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i was a little trepidatious but i truly am like falling in love with this show i think it's a great terrible show it is so um then Sheridan kind of gives Gwen the worst piece of advice i've ever heard which is you shouldn't listen to anyone else's opinion when it comes to love yeah is is that the worst advice you've ever heard I don't know, like, you, you know what? I'm going to tell you a story, okay? okay. I'm going to take an aside. Okay. When I was in high school, I liked this guy. I'm not going to say his name, but I liked him a lot. And, like, he liked me. And we, like, went, we went together for a little while. Mm-hmm. But my friends made so much fun of me for dating him that I broke up with him. Oh. Like, so I don't know. That advice seems okay. Okay. So I would counteract that or okay. offer a counterpoint to that, which okay. is you were in high school, right? Yeah. So I, to a certain extent, I, I do agree, like, to a certain extent, yes, you shouldn't listen to other people's opinions. However, Sheridan is an adult woman, and at that point, your your brain is finished cooking. Like, you hopefully have a good circle of people around you who offer valid opinions that you should probably listen to. I, I'm not saying that you should only listen to other people's opinions, but if you love one person and everybody around you is like, that person is toxic and you should stay away from them. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to listen to anyone's oh. opinions but my own. Okay. Then that, to me, yeah. is, is uh, yeah. not the way to go about your life. Yeah, okay. All right. I, we're both right. We're both right, always. <laughs> so anyway, we okay, so we're, we're coming back to Sheridan here. Um, she says, it took me a long time to meet Jean-Luc and I am never letting go. Cut to Jean-Luc in the bed with Mimi, okay? Mm. This man is definitely, definitely, definitely cheating on Sheridan Crane. He is bad news. He is bad news bears, TM. Like, Mm. he (laughs) he is not good because he's in the bed with Mimi and Mm -hmm. she asks him about... You tell it because you know more than I do. So, they're in bed. Jean-Luc and Mimi are in bed and um, she asks him about Sheridan. And he doesn't really tell her anything except that she's plain. Um, And like a horse. Like... (laughs) (laughs) He says she's... She's plain, like a horse. Are are our horses plain? Horses are beautiful. Like also, but you know what? They're I so always shiny. feel like when you call a woman like a horse face, then mm. she's ugly, not plain, right? Yeah, she's plain like a horse. Mm. She's plain. I didn't think that through. I'm sorry. Go no, on. No, no, you're, that's fair. I just thought that was funny. So she is plain like a hideous horse. Although I think a majestic are horse, beautiful, and they have shiny coats. Yeah, the horses are way better than Sheridan. She sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mimi then starts asking about why is he even seeing Sheridan, and he says, oh, well, she's wealthy, she has a lot of contacts, um, it will help me with business, 
And Mimi asks him, asks him about what his business is, but he refuses to tell her anything about it. And all he says is, it's dangerous and don't ask about it. Don't ask about my business. Don't ask about my business. So yeah. he's, in, he's into some shit. He's doing some shady things. Yeah, well, and she... I'm going to skip just a little bit. She definitely is so upset about him being with Sheridan. And I don't know. If a man... If I'm with a guy and he's like, don't ask about my business. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm mm. out of here. I'm not going to jail for you. Because that's how you end up in jail, Teresa Judice. You're going to call Teresa Judice out I on went this there. podcast? I, yeah, who cares? You think she's going to listen to our podcast? Well, we've gone international. <laughs> One person in India listened to it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, going on, like, whatever. I love to, let me just say, I love Teresa Judice, and she has learned her lesson. You haven't watched the new season of Jersey. I haven't seen it yet. She is, she, she is like, no, I would never do that again. She learned her lesson, so Good she would her. agree with me. Good for you, sis. So, unfortunately, Mimi has not learned this lesson. No. Um, and as the day, evening, whatever goes on, Mimi ends up at a little, like, boutique shop that happens to be directly Like, the window is facing the cafe. Sheridan Crane's table. Yeah, where like, she is sitting there with, um, I can never remember this girl's name, Gwen. Gwen, Gwen She's sitting there, I can't remember poor Gwen. Um, yeah. She's sitting there with Gwen, and Mimi can see everything that's happening through a window, and was furious when Jean-Luc showed up and started making out with Sheridan. Yes, she yeah, he did. In front of Gwen. Oh, but Gwen was into it. She couldn't look away. They were making out hard mm. too and she was like mooning over it. She wanted to join in. Mm-mm. She was going to get it right there on the street with them. <laughs> it was weird. She's weird. I ugh. I can't I mean, look, I find her very forgettable. I can never remember her name. Yeah. Oof. What else happened? So, while they're while while Gwen and Sheridan are sitting at the cafe talking, or was this maybe... Oh, you know what? We forgot to talk about Sheridan talking to... Having that conversation with Gwen about how her family is not very loving. Right. And, and that she's always been something. Maybe it's because my mother died when I was young. What did she say? Oh, I've yeah. always been like... Bad, Picked bad men or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she always picks bad men. Anyway, yeah, her. so apparently her mom died when she was 21... Or, I don't know. No, her mother died. When her she, mother died when she was young. That's very what she said. young. But she tells a story about when she turned twenty one on her twenty first birthday. When Alistair, who is her father, called her home. Oh no, he sent a telegram. She <laughs> she received a telegram oh. in whatever year it was. It could have been that long ago. My dad sent me an email yesterday, which is insane to me. <laughs> I like. Was sometimes that's how family members communicate. I don't know via email. It's not I mean, great. like my parents will send me emails from time to time. Like my mom will send me emails with recipes and stuff, but not often. No, this was like he, he looks at this as like a valid form of communication. <laughs> I'm, and which it, it is. is a valid form it of is, communication, but it, like text. Yeah. Well, I mean that's it was a t- it was an email to me and my sister. It could yeah. have been a group text. Well, at know? least he didn't send you a telegram. For your 21st I wish birthday. Had. Oh, that would have been great. Like Sher- like <laughs> Alice did, who was Sheridan's father. And she thought that they-, <laughs> they sent her a telegram saying she needed to come home for, like, something special, basically. And she thought that they were going to throw her a surprise birthday party. But when she got there, there were just um, papers for her to sign. Yeah. It was tr- family trust papers. Right. Which, I mean, there are worse things. 
right? Like, what I get for my 21st birthday? A really nice birthday party that my best friend threw for me. That was really cool. I was alone on my 21st birthday. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. Why? Because I have a December birthday, so that means I turn 21 before a lot of my friends. And so at that time, I had one other friend who was old enough to like go out to the bar with me. Um, and she kind of blew me off. What do you mean? She ended up like hooking up with some dude <gasps> and I know and like I couldn't get a hold of her I was like trying to text her and call her and, no! and like hours later she was like oh I'm so sorry I got caught up with so and so and yeah I'll kill her no <laughs> no it was it was a weird time it was a weird time <laughs> that's awful yeah it wasn't great I'm sorry it's alright Douglas threw me a beautiful Hannah Montana themed <laughs> surprise birthday party for my 21st birthday <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Way to go, Douglas. Yeah, he's my bestie. But you're my bestie, too. All right, let's keep going. Douglas would never do this with me. Douglas? Oh, Douglas would never. He would fucking never. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't wouldn't have made it through the first 30 seconds of the first episode. (laughs) He was just like, what? What is this? I'm I'm not doing this. Or would he have been enthralled? No, because I'm I telling am. you, I, okay. I'm telling you, he would That's not. Fair. Okay, yeah. gosh, we have really gotten off track. Okay, so we cut to Sam and Eve at the kitchen table, right? Yeah, we're back at the Bennett's house. We go back to Bennett's, Bennett's house, and uh, they're talking about Grace. Yeah, and, and Eve says to Sam that maybe he should try to find out more about Grace's past again, and then. It's going to launch him into this very intense investigation where he goes to an internet chat room. No, the missing persons chat room. The. The. (laughs) The missing persons chat room. Because remember, Sam found Grace in a fire 20 years ago. That's right. No, not 20 years ago. However many years ago. It's been a long time, though, because their kids are old. Right. She has no memory of the first 20 years of her life. And when he found her, she had a piece of singed paper in her pocket that said Grace. So they just assumed her name was Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just about the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you walk around with pieces of paper with your name on it in your pocket? Yeah, only if they're singed, though. How else am I supposed to remember my name? Yeah, so anyway, they're talking about Grace. They're talking about Grace. And and he's trying to figure out about her past again. Because apparently he tried this before, but to no avail. Because back... But when he tried before, the missing person's chat room was not available to him, I don't think. Yeah, I think maybe it just, like, wasn't around at that time. But while they're talking about... Grace's past, Tabitha shows up with that doll. Mm. And she wants to get that doll into that house very badly. Yes. We don't know why yet. I assume it's for, like, spying purposes. Yeah, nefarious yeah. espionage. I, yeah, I assume. But um, she shows up with the doll, and Grace is thrilled to see it. She was like, Tabitha shows up, she's like, I got, I brought you this doll. <laughs> That's my Tabitha voice. <laughs> You do her a disservice. <laughs> I, would always... I can only do one good voice, and it's goofy. Well, you, now you have to demonstrate. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Wait. Okay. 
Merci. Come undone. I am undone. Oh, yeah, Tabitha shows up funny. with her doll. <laughs> and and she's like, I brought you this doll. Oh. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, we're fine. We're fine. So Tabitha brings her doll. I'm not going to do the voice again. But she get, brings her doll to give to Grace. Grace is really excited about that creepy doll, and it's mm. huge. It is. That's I, a big doll. I, w- I also you made you made a really good point when we were watching this that Tabitha shows up and she's wearing this like very chic white coat and she's her hair is like really curly and big. And I was like, ooh, Tabitha looks so good, blah blah blah. And you're like, she looks like a deranged mad scientist. Yeah, in like a lab chic coat, is a stretch. Showing up with like her little Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, she looks crazy. I think she looks great. Okay, well. <laughs> the end. The, oh period. no, not the end. Not definitely not the end. There's so much more. So Go on and so tell Grace is excited about the doll and she says, This is the perfect prize for the for the uh, carnival. Um, and Tabitha's like, no, you can't give uh, Jimmy, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. I'm still learning. It's episode six. <laughs> uh, you can't give uh, the doll away at the carnival. This one I made especially for you. And, and yeah, and she says, I'll, I'll, I'll make another doll for the carnival. And um, Grace is like, well, the carnival's only a few days, and but this will be perfect. So then t- Timmy does end up at the carnival. Yeah. Grace does end up taking him to the carnival. Or... Tabitha takes him. Tabitha takes him to the carnival because she and Timmy are talking, talking to, to each, each other, other and kind of spying on Grace and Eve as the most dramatic shit goes down. Oh my grace! Okay, oh my grace! <laughs> so Grace starts to have like heart palpitations and she's like, <gasps> and we're like, what? is wrong with Grace. And Eve is like, what is wrong with you? Really? She really was very concerned. Yes. And um, then Grace is seems to be having, like, visions. It's very unclear. Yeah. It's like, because obviously for us to see it as an audience, they show us... Well, because well, generally show when us... somebody has a vision in the show, though, they show you that, like, that this person's having a vision. But she was, like, saying, I feel, I feel right. like I'm being chased. But we see her, like, in a vision being, like, chased through the woods. Yeah, she's, like, running through what looks like a jungle. And she's shouting her own name. She's shouting, Grace, Grace, Grace. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that was weird. It was very weird. And she is telling Eve about this and says... Um, and she's really, like, flipping her shit. Yeah, she is. And, and rightfully so. Yeah. And she says, I feel like evil is yeah. after me. Yeah, no, Grace is like... And then Grace, Eve is like, well, what? why are you running? Because she said, I feel, I'm running. I feel like I've been... I'm running. And she was like, what are you running from? And she was like, evil is after me. Yeah, she says it feels like her soul is in danger, which is just like the angel had said to her earlier. Yeah, something about her soul. She she feels that her soul is in danger. Right. And the angel had said, like, to Tabitha, I won't let you steal their souls again. Mm -hmm. Right? That wasn't a good angel voice either. I won't let you steal their souls again. That was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Anyway. Um, so anyway, so in the middle of this whole Grace and Eve scene, they kind of faked me out. I thought it was like a flashback or maybe it was another feel, memory, vision thing. I don't know. But Grace wakes up from a nap on the couch um, and she's saying, please don't hurt me. As she's running from something, she wakes up and then walks over to like a little chest, opens the drawer and pulls out a picture that's framed, and she says, "Oh, Grace, I miss you so much." Yeah, it was a picture of two ladies. Yeah, and one it it kind of it was kind of blurry, so one could have been her, and then the this other older lady, Grace. Right. So, in that moment, is she acknowledging that she knows that there is a great that there's somebody else named Grace, or is she longing for the memory of the person that she used to be? She. She being Grace, or... I think, so this is what I think. I'm not sure, but they've been letting on that it seems like she has more memories than she is sharing with them. Mm. And I think that Grace is somebody from her past. Mm-hmm. And I the only thing that I don't know is before the fire... Did Grace have, how much memory did Grace have before then, right? So did she lose her memory before that before that fire and then, like, lost some more memory and then gained the memories of that in-between time? Mm. Like, that's what it kind of seems like to me, like, that this Grace is a woman from the in-between time. Like, she was, our Grace had something go on in the first 20 years of her life and then she lost her memory and then this other woman kind of took her in and she remembers her. Mm. I don't know, though. That's the, I'm trying to make sense of it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, we, we don't have a lot of information about it yet. The only thing we really got was uh, that headline that Sam was looking at that said, Mystérieux woman found in Boston fire. Extra, like, extra. <laughs> read all about it. <laughs> Look, I could do Tabitha's. We're always out there. Carrying the banner through it all. We had to, I had to sing at some point. Yeah. It is a musical podcast. It is. It isn't. Well, we got to get into Teresa, girl. Oh, we got to yes. get into yes, Teresa. Yes, we got to get into Teresa. So, Teresa starts her job at the burger hut that Luis got for her. And when she gets to the burger hut, she walks in with uh, Luis. He talks to the manager. He's like, this is my little sister. You got to give her a job. Blah, blah, blah. And so, Teresa sees the costume the uniform that this guy's in it's more of a costume it is than a uniform. cartoonish it is it is absurd. a cool, it's a clown costume it's like a circus tent right like the shirt is like a circus tent and yeah. then it ha- they had like these vi- giant visors that mm-hmm. had like a mcdonald's supersized size like carton of fries on the top right but it, instead of like an arch for the, the golden arches, it had BH for Burger Hut, but it looked like somebody had just, like, painted that on, hand-painted. Couture. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> it's a horrible outfit. Teresa has to wear it, which is, like, her worst nightmare. But, uh, so, she's working at the Burger Hut. Yeah, her friends show up. Um, they kind of... Give her a hard time. They show up to give her a hard time. Like, I have never... I don't understand this at all. If my friends showed up to my job and were, like, assholes to me, we wouldn't be friends anymore. No. I mean, I would definitely go see friends at work in high school, but it wasn't to, like, pick on them or... Well, it's her first day, and so then they show up. It's a large group of them. And also, she's a waitress. Actually, can we talk about... She's waitressing at, like, a McDonald's. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about this. How? What? Why? 
this is a fast food restaurant, and I know that at some fast food restaurants, like like uh, Chick Fil A, maybe they'll bring you, they bring you food, a tray yeah. of food or whatever. But she goes up to them and takes, takes an order, like you would at a regular sit down restaurant, but wearing that uniform, which doesn't correlate to me. Like, yeah, well, and I had thought for a second, I was like. I, because I did think, okay, it's a fast food restaurant. It doesn't make any sense for them to have waitresses. But you know, Steak and Shake does have, like, waitresses. They come to the table, and and that's a fast food mm, restaurant, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's kind of like a fast, I mean, like a Steak and Shake type place. Yeah. But the the McDonald's French that fry visor. thing, it really makes you think it's like a McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why her friends say that they're, oh, no, who said, oh, Louise says that there's no way that someone like Ethan Crane would ever end up at Burger Hut. Oh, but wait. There's a twist. Twist. Um, Ethan Crane turns out to be sitting in this Burger Hut. Now, you remember, Teresa is obsessed, obsessed with Ethan Crane, right? Mm-hmm. So Problematically so. I mean, I think it's normal. <laughs> no, she has dreams and thinks that he's going to show up at her front door and that they're going to meet and she's going to wear a specific sweater, and they're going to follow... I mean... But, I mean, I think that about Trevor Noah sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have these moments where I'm like, I think one day I might meet Trevor Noah. One day you might meet Trevor Noah. But then, like, we'll be together. Obviously. One look at you, and he'll fall madly in love. One yeah. conversation, and he'll be like, wow, her mind... Well, that's why I started this podcast, to get his attention. <laughs> Trying to get his attention. We've got, like, 12 listeners so far, so I think we're getting there. I really think we're getting there. Oh, my god! If y'all know Trevor Noah, like, send him my way. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this Good gosh. silly show. Good so, God. Okay. yes, Teresa mm-hmm. is in her costume or whatever. So she's she's cleaning up the mess, the mess that her friends left for her. So she yeah. has a giant tray of, like, half-full cups and she walks around, and her boss is like, Teresa, you've got a, a person at table two. Order, you need to take their order. And so she walks around. She doesn't see the person sitting at table two. She kind of turns around and stumbles and spills the entire tray of, of drinks all over. Old, gooey drinks. Ethan Crane. Again! Because remember, yesterday, she spilled blue paint all over him. Mm. Now... He didn't seem to recognize her when she spilled this water, all this, all these drinks on her. To be fair, to be fair, Ethan Crane looks perpetually confused. He's so, he's such he, a mess. His, he's always uh, catching flies, you know? Yeah, his mouth is open like this. That lower jaw is just always... He's a mouth breather. Hanging loose. He's thinking really hard about something. Acting. He's thinking really hard about acting. He's really trying to remember his lines. Yeah, he's struggling. He is. So she's, she drops, or what am I trying to say? So after she drops uh, the tray on him, they get mad. They kind of yell at each other. And he goes, hey, don't I know you? No, they don't get mad. She, they don't get mad. What happens is she spills the tray. He He's like, oh, my God. And then she was, is like, it's you. Because she recognizes him immediately. Right. She's like, oh. You. And then he is like, wait a minute. Don't I know you? And then they pause on their faces for a little bit, like 10 seconds. And then Ethan finally is like, you're the girl that spilled paint on me. And she goes, that was you. Right. (laughs) And then she runs into the back room because she's going to get like, presumably, she's going to get like a washcloth or a rag or something to help clean him up. Oh my God. And she... 
grabs um, a bucket of what she thinks is water from her boss. Her boss is, like, in the sink with a bucket, and there's water coming running. out of the sink, running, and she grabs the bucket. She goes, I really need this. I really, I'm, I'm sorry, I really need this, and he, I need this water. And she runs out of the kitchen, and he doesn't follow her out of the kitchen, as he should, because he says to her as she's leaving the kitchen, that's not water, it's barbecue sauce. She's gone by the time he says barbecue sauce. And then she... He, yeah, he basically looks at the camera and shrugs. <laughs> and, then and then she goes and dumps that barbecue she sauce. She throws it all, all over, Ethan. over Ethan. But here's my problem. Here are my multiple problems. One, why would a bucket of water help the problem with Ethan is wet? I think it was that Ethan wasn't wet enough. <laughs> here's the second problem. Which I already kind of stated. Why the fuck didn't that manager follow her out of the... Why was he so... Why did he just let her take yeah. that whole bucket of barbecue sauce and it's her first day at work? Like, you don't think... That, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that they're just really extending the meet-cute situation, right? The two characters... That we know ultimately are going to fall in love. They really belong together, but they they have to see um, each other for who they really are. And the obstacle is that they are that they keep keep having these uh, run-ins that don't go well, and accidents keep happening, and blah, blah, blah. and so they think that it's going to be this contentious relationship, and then it turns into a blossoming love. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, all I know is she throws barbecue sauce all over him, mm-hmm. and th- she. Better not get fired for it. Because that's that manager's fault. Mm. It is. Yeah. It's his fault. I mean, who runs a who runs water in a sink carrying a bucket of I don't know. Was he watering down the barbecue sauce? I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's what that maybe that's what he was doing. That makes sense. He's stingy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's the end of the episode. We got anything else? That, end of the, episode. It, the episode ends like that. Yeah. Alright. Well you it. got you got any uh Things you want to say to these people out here in podcast world? Um, I think just if you uh, like what you're listening to, follow us on social media, uh, subscribe on whatever your podcast platform is, review us. If you are on iTunes, give us a rating. It especially helps us out on Apple. So if you rate us, follow us, subscribe. Yeah, give us a good rating. Not like don't just oh one star. Give us five stars, please. <laughs> okay, that helps. That is what helps us All or nothing. All um, or nothing. All or nothing. All or nothing. Anything else? I think that's really it. I mean, if you also want to enjoy the magic of passions, you can find it on YouTube. There are a lot of different channels. We've been watching um, Passionate for Passions. There's the Passions Complete Collection, Soap, Super Couples. So if you just do a search, you'll be able to find all of the episodes that you want. Yeah, if you want to watch Passions along with us, you can check out the description for links to those channels and to the channels that the whatever I'm saying I'm I'm delirious. You can you can just stop listening now. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. And so with that, we leave you with you are my passion.